Welcome to Digest and Invest, the podcast from eToro that brings you the top financial stories and discusses their effect on the markets. The content that will be discussed is intended for information and educational purposes only and should not be considered investment advice or investment recommendation. Make sure you understand the risks involved in trading before committing any capital and never risk more than you are prepared to lose. Past performance is not an indication of future results. And now on to the podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome back for another episode of the Digest and Invest. As usual, I'm joined by Josh Gilbert, a market analyst based out in Sydney, Australia. Josh, how are you? I'm good, Sam. Thank you. I'm very well. How are you? Surviving, surviving. I mean, look, you've got to give us some good news because, you know, tell us a joke or something because the markets are having a bit of a wobbly uh, at the moment. Um, and unless your, your favourite colour is red, and you like losing money for investors it's 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 pretty tough out there yeah everything's red at the moment even my alerts on my bloomberg terminal are even red as well so can't even catch a break there but yeah as you say look it's not an easy time at all um nasdaq is down 20 percent year to date crypto's dropping even nfts are getting hit pretty hard right now and they've been pretty resilient over the last six months as well but hopefully uh, we might be able to make things a little bit brighter for our investors in, in the podcast. Um, I even sold my Nike stock last night. Um, it had been a good run, though. So. Wee! <laughs> Love it. That's my best. That's my, that's my best. <laughs> well, hopefully, you know, just something like that can, can cheer our listeners up. Um, you know, we're in time of need. And I actually saw a tweet yesterday that year-to-date performance of the S&P is the worst, or nearly, is the second worst it has been in three decades year to date now obviously it went a lot lot lower in in 2020 i think in in other years it had gone lower in like january's and february but year to date 26th of april it's the second worst and it's literally almost nearly the worst but uh things can only get better you'd like to hope um our subjects this week can be twitter and elon musk obviously uh and then let's talk about earnings in particular we've, we've got you know the microsoft's your your google Alph- alphabet um that reported tuesday evening after market close uh, and if we have time for our lovely listeners which of course we do which of course we do we can talk about other key earnings for for the remainder of the week yeah and it is a busy week uh, lots going on we've got over 30 percent of of s p 500 companies reporting this week um it's a busy week on the street as i say and, and probably going to be for for investors uh anybody listening to this probably particularly in australia especially if they're up trading uh us markets as well so yeah busy busy times busy busy so twitter elon musk what do we we need to know i, I actually did a poll yesterday in a webinar for etoro uh, and used the, the the famous sort of snog marry avoid line for, for Twitter, but change the words to to buy, sell, leave alone, and the the answers were pretty much like thirty three percent for each one. It was really split. Um, personally, for me, I'd I'd probably leave alone, even though I do think medium term it goes higher. It's just that maybe it's a little bit too much uncertainty with, with Elon Musk there. But uh, what are your your thoughts on it all? Yeah, well, after all of this, it's going to go private. So, of course, yeah. You know, shareholders are going to be paid $54 a share. So surely there's there's, there's, a, there's a limit there, right? It's going to be difficult to to really see it going above that. Uh, I think a fair bit of volatility until, obviously, the deal is finalised. Uh, the board has obviously approved it, I think, but obviously you still need full shareholder approval and obviously confirmed, etc. 
it's a bit of volatility but yeah i can't really see it breaking sort of above that but yeah i agree you know shorter term i think it you know will probably move towards that maybe 54 dollars um would make sense really but yeah i I don't think you know you really want to be jumping on it at this point there's a lot of factors at, at play and none of those that you can sort of really manage or really take into account um so it's going to be a difficult one but look i think that the platform is is likely to see some significant changes and you know musk has already sort of alluded to to the fact that he wants to defeat the spam bots and authenticates you know all humans which in my opinion would be a fantastic move for the platform and greatly welcomed um and uh yeah far too many spam bots and and everything else on there especially those crypto ones they're so annoying aren't they yeah um but yeah musk's sort of motto since launching the bid is sort of being the free speech talk that's all he's sort of really spoken about in a lot of his tweets which which may mean that we see a change in obviously how users tweets are governed um you know going back to obviously the trump days we know he was restricted quite frequently and called it freedom of speech but Look, I think how you know, however this happens, users have sort of have expressed fears that that this could sort of see the return of hate speech and and possibly looser restrictions. Uh, we even saw yesterday that the hashtag hashtag leave Twitter trending, uh, which was which was interesting. But I think for Elon Musk, Twitter going private will be a positive for him. Uh, you know, he's not going to have to worry about the share price tumbling after you know tweeting something absurd. Um, so I think he's going to have a fair bit of freedom to to sort of do what he wants with the company and, and say what he wants in that regard, which I think he's obviously found pretty tough with Tesla in the past. We spoke a few times about him needing a social media manager. Uh, now he actually owns the, the social media network instead. Um, but I think, you know, alluding to that, I think the concern here is for Tesla shareholders um, probably is the biggest discussion. You know, we've got their CEO entering into another venture outside of tesla uh amongst other ventures such as spacex etc um and it's also a significant acquisition which could mean that musk would need to sell down some of his tesla holdings um which again the street has 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 clearly not taken it well and is obviously nervous about um because tesla shares tumbled about 12 percent uh in tuesday's session so yeah there's a lot of a bit of anxiety there i think from tesla shareholders and and again is he taking his eye off the ball with tesla has he got to a point where he believes that tesla can sort of maybe run itself and the people in charge there can sort of look after it and he needs something um maybe a bit more stimulating who knows maybe he's looking for you know something a bit tougher maybe tesla's got a bit too easy for him we know he likes a challenge uh but yeah again probably a bit of a nervous time for for tesla shareholders given what he's done for the company over the last few years yeah yeah like you like you said you know tesla tumbled didn't it 12 percent, and that was even after it's good good earnings report that the week before so yeah I, I i agree if i was a and i am actually a tesla shareholder not same, you know, a same. massive percentage in my portfolio but i am thinking half thinking you know what this you know i can see why it did you know move lower yesterday but then the whole market did as well so uh yeah that didn't help uh that hashtag leave twitter i had a quick look yesterday and there was no one that i would miss that uh, wanted to <laughs> wanted to leave but i did see, see i did see donald trump said he's, he's not going to come back um which is a shame because he was for some part quite interesting on twitter and i feel it is it is a shame because there's a there's a funny twitter account that i follow at the moment and it's like 
uh, I can't remember the exact title, but it's um, old Donald Trump tweets. It might even literally be that. And some of them were just incredible, like the stuff he would come out with. I'm surprised that anyone allowed him to, to tweet while he was president. But anyway, uh, here we are. Um, next up, let's talk about uh, last night's big earnings. Of course, we were filming this, uh, recording this on Wednesday evening. So Tuesday or Wednesday morning, I should say. So Tuesday evening, we had uh, some some big earnings out. And uh, ahead of this week, I saw that, you know, Apple, Microsoft, Amazon and Alphabet uh, have a combined market value of about $8 trillion and make up one fifth of the weight of the S&P 500. So it goes without saying just how important these earnings are. And, you know, where do you, where do you want to start? Should we, should we kick off, you know, Microsoft? Yeah, kick off with Microsoft. Um, but yeah, quiet week. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, Microsoft kicked us off and, and kicked off well. You know, strong set of results that were sort of better than feared. You know, there's a bit of anxiety on the street there. But sales and earnings beat expectations, um, you know, and they've offered some strong guidance heading into into next quarter. So, again, I think Microsoft, you know, flexing their muscles, showing off, you know, why they are, uh, you know, one of the, the second biggest companies in the world. And also, you know, why, um, you know, the, the, they've ultimately got such a, a huge dominance in the market. Um, the Their sort of intelligent cloud revenue that grew by 25% year over year to just under 19 billion and the Azure offering um, increased by 49% year over year. And that was higher than analyst expectations as well. But I think for me, one of the standouts from the quarter, just sort of looking into the report earlier, was the success on the gaming front. So bearing in mind that we've had obviously a huge amount of supply issues and huge demand for for consoles and and just gaming in general over the last sort of few years you know microsoft has seemingly over over sort of come those supply issues and they've sort of managed to meet demand for console sales and the gaming revenue grew by about six percent year over year and the actual xbox hardware sales that grew by about 14 percent. so that beat expectations by some margin and and um you know microsoft's sort of cfo even came out to say that you know that actually did surprise her as well and i think the reason why that you know I, I like the look of those numbers was this is a pretty good leading for that sort of pending acquisition of Activision. Um, that's obviously only going to further strengthen that segment and is going to only improve it and then you know really strengthen their position then uh, on the metaverse front. Uh, you know, and that's not even there. You know, anywhere near their leading revenue segment uh, as well. And then I mentioned forecast as well. Again, we, we spoke about it last week, but how important how important you know guidance you know forecasts are. Uh, and Microsoft did deliver with that as well. So twenty one billion to twenty one point three five billion for fourth quarter earnings, fiscal fourth quarter earnings, I should say. Uh, and again, that's hopefully driven by the strong growth in its Azure platform. And, and uh, the street was looking at just for about 20.9 billion. So better than expected there. And I think despite a lot of doom and gloom around tech, you know, I think it's it's fair to say that we've had that, especially with the, the Nasdaq's tumble last night. We've got strong earnings here, uh, strong revenues and a robust forecast from Microsoft that sort of highlight that not all tech is at risk and that big tech are sort of showing resilience right now and uh, and can sort of stand up in these tough times. But at the same time, um, you know, I think what we saw from Netflix the other day is that if, if you are going to miss, you're going to get sort of punished. Um, but look, yeah, Microsoft tumbled 20% so far this year. And I think it's going to give Microsoft that much needed boost, you know, and, and I think he's going to set the benchmark, you know, for, for the week ahead for, for further big tech earnings. Um 
uh, you know, as I say, exceeding expectations in all areas that they really needed to. And, and f- for me, is a pretty reassuring, reassuring quarter for investors uh, amid, as we've sort of said, a, a pretty tricky time in markets right now. Yeah, it might be the tonic needed for the markets to uh, to have a little bit of a recovery, right? I mean, if you look at some of these big tech um, companies on on the on the charts, they look so similar in terms of price action to U.S. equities, and it, you know that's not surprising considering the weight that they have within the indexes. Um, up four and a half percent pre market, which is good, which is good. I think it was down three and a bit percent yesterday, though. So overall. You know, not not the biggest change in the world, but considering you know how much the broader market did slump yesterday, and some stocks were down big time, I think Microsoft shareholders will be will be happy enough. Um, what was interesting with that as well, though? Sorry to jump no, in, no. Sam, but it was actually after the results were released, they they didn't actually release forecasts or guidance until a couple of hours later. So after they released the results, going back to again what we discussed last week. Uh, the stock was pretty flat, maybe even down a percent in after hours trading. And then mm. as soon as guidance came out, that's when the stock moved about 4% after that. So again, just shows that sort of, you know, the real need and the focus from investors at the moment and the street on, on forecasts uh, against actually the results that we're seeing from the current quarter. Yeah, I, I saw the tweet from, from Zero Hedge and I'm sure they were absolutely fuming to say that a stock price is share price was up because they would have loved to see the market continue to move lower um but yeah you're right that is that is what happened um then okay alphabet's earnings uh also last night as successful not successful what what's the what's your take yeah not quite as successful as microsoft missed okay. the mark a, a little bit um they missed revenue expectations and, and this is a rare miss for google um, you know, just looking through Bloomberg very quickly today, this is the first miss they've had in, in the last sort of seven earnings uh, reports. It could be slightly slightly more than that, but that's just, a, you know, glancing across the surface. Um, this was put down to sort of slower ad sales, a uh, pretty tough year over year comparison and, uh, you know, weaker than expected performance from, from YouTube. Um, just to focus on YouTube straight away, it generated 6.9 billion of revenue, but the street was looking for about 7.4. So a pretty pretty decent miss, to be honest. Um, and again, they've sort of put that down to Apple's ban on third-party ad targeting, which is pretty much affecting any business that does anything with advertising uh, as a main revenue source. And it said that it sort of affected their YouTube business through through iPhones. Um, but I also think there's a lot of pressure from from TikTok right now, which is continuing to see further traction uh elon musk was sort of tweeting about it earlier today as well um but it's a it's an app that that has really caught the sort of you know the, the millennial generation right now um and i think boosting sort of user growth maybe engagement and, and also monetization uh in youtube is going to be a pretty big priority i think for for google or alphabet um you know they, they plan to sort of expand ads in youtube shorts which is sort of the the rival against tiktok TikTok, uh, they're averaging about 30 billion daily views on that at the moment. And yeah, if they can sort of really get that right, uh, you know, it could go up and and rival TikTok. But at the moment, it's one of those where you're trying to then replicate exactly what somebody's already done. So then to take away, you know, people from that platform, it's like, you know, when Facebook introduced stories, no no one really uses those. Um, You just copied something else off another platform, right? So I don't always think that 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 sort of copy function tend to work. I think the only time that's ever worked is uh, maybe 
the the Instagram side of it because it used to be Snapchat, right? Snapchat, and then I think. Yeah. Yeah, and then um, sort of Instagram started from Snapchat, and, and that's sort of been pretty successful. But um, but back to Google, I mean, it, its main revenue driver, uh, which is, again, the Google search business. Again, pretty steady uh, growth of 24% year over year, and that top estimates. But I just think, you know, expectations are so high these days. Um, you know, we, we've got to a point where we just expect a huge amount of growth every quarter. You know, and growth is still more than 20% year over year, and and we're disappointed with that. Um, so I think sometimes we've maybe got to put that into, um, you know, into consideration. Then when we look at its cloud business, that posted strong results as well. Sales jumped 43% year over year. Um, and then the ca- company said it, it plans to sort of continue investing, you know, into the cloud sector. And then on top of that, um, they announced a $70 billion buyback. So it got hit pretty hard, uh, Alphabet, after you know, after releasing these earnings, but I, you know, I think once we scratch the surface, for me, it's it's not as bad, uh, you know, as I would say, um, you know, maybe the street has taken it. The stock trades at 20 times forward earnings and, you know, I think with this sort of growth, it's hard not to like it, in my opinion. Yes, it's missed ex- expectations, but as I say, I just think that the expectations, you know, on, on most of these big tech companies are just super lofty. Um, and as I say earlier, this is a rare miss uh, from from Alphabet, um, and, pr- and pretty much most analysts on the street have got it as a buy. I say most analysts, you know, looking through Bloomberg today, there's 54 analysts, um, you know, putting you know ratings out on on uh, on Google, and they're all buys. Um, so an average price targets on it are around three and a half thousand dollars, and its last price was trading uh, last night's close at two thousand three hundred seventy. So I think that puts it into perspective. It's obviously going to open lower than that today as well. But I just think it just shows how high expectations are. And that even though we're seeing, you know, 20% growth year over year, uh, it's maybe still not not enough for the street. Um, But as I say, analysts are still positive on it. So uh, I'm not going to argue with them. Yeah. Yeah. I was just looking at the the, the share price. And like you said, it's down a little bit pre-market down two and a half percent. I feel at the moment investors need to, to zoom out. A little bit now look if you just started investing in in january february you, you you're gonna think it's the hardest thing in in the world and you'd be quite unlucky with your timing but this is zoom out with with alphabet and even if you just go to you know one year ago um you know alphabet is is, is up three and a half percent five years up 156 now obviously what's interesting is for a lot of these stocks year to date they are down and, and alphabet's down what will be around sort of twenty percent now? Now, is that the opportunity to get in? I guess investors will, you know, maybe have to to question that. But long term, medium term, um, you, you've seen what the analysts think there. So, is it an opportunity to start dribbling into that market uh, over time potentially? Uh, as promised for our digest and investors, uh, we will cover. Um, a little bit about some of the earnings that are coming out for the remainder of the week. So, are there are there ones in particular that you're you're keeping a, a close eye on? Yeah, I mean, obvious, but I'm looking forward to Meta. Uh, obviously, Facebook earnings. Personally, you know, last quarter they obviously missed earnings uh, and obviously it tumbled to its sort of worst one day loss that they ever had as a as a public company. So. Um, I guess it can only get better than that, really. Surely. Although I wonder um, if people said that for for Netflix, right? Mm. And uh, and that, that that didn't go too well. But you're you're, you're it's almost like if if everyone's really negative, 
how much worse can it get? <laughs> exactly. so, maybe, so maybe the less bad news will help it, but oh, God, scary one. Scary one if that's bad. Yeah. Well, the stock's down 46% so far this year. And, and as you say, the sentiment is is really negative around Meta at the minute. Um, you know, I spe- I, and I think it's going to be even more negative coming off the back of, the back of those Alphabet earnings because uh, ultimately, you know, Facebook are going to struggle more, um, you know, with the iOS changes than what Alphabet are, in, in my opinion. And, you know, a strong earnings report is, is really needed to sort of, to sort of steady the ship right now um you know revenue is expected around sort of 28 billion earnings around three dollars 13 so it'll be interesting to watch that um you know i think that's going to be you know one on the radar i think more social media users as i mentioned before are starting to turn to tiktok uh which as i said earlier sort of has affected um alphabet and this could obviously have a heavy impact you know they've also warned that you know ios changes would affect uh, earnings this quarter as well. So let's see if they can sort of overcome, you know, those those issues. Um, but for me, I think although the short term outlook is is appearing pretty bleak, pretty bleak, I I wouldn't say it's wise to sort of write off Mr. Zuckerberg and his team just yet, um, given his track record uh, of success over the last decade. But you know, when we look at things like the metaverse endeavor, that's going to be you know. A, number of years for that to pay off um reality labs you know their losses just continue to expand that's around three and a half billion dollars which is pulling down margins massively um and they have been a, a solid performer against estimates in recent years but as i mentioned again at the start netflix has already shown that earnings misses are going to be punished this quarter and if meta meta doesn't offer something to sort of steady the ship it it's going to be another tough tough week i think so that's again something to to watch there but i think bottom line is that we're looking to to big tech um to to sort of really come in and um and sort of steady this market we need it um if we get a miss from meta and then maybe a miss from say amazon and apple i think it's going to be a pretty dismal week all in all um following don't, this don't even lead. don't even tempt fate for us <laughs> i know i know um but going back to the positives we need a strong earnings i think that will help steady markets um you know because but before sort of this week you could argue that we've seen a fair bit of resilience from markets um we spoke about it with ben a couple of weeks ago that yes markets are under pressure but they have been pretty resilient with everything that's sort of you know going on in the world um but again you mentioned it at the start there's a huge weighting on these names so some strong earnings could help give us sort of that support we need um outside of that i'm also going to be looking towards sort of comments and discussions on earnings calls you know probably mainly around apple but also other names around sort of further supply issues and particularly chip issues we've got widespread lockdowns across asia particularly in china you know shanghai and beijing are are in extreme lockdowns over there which is crazy to think is is still happening um you know this many years later so that's really something that we've got to got to got to watch because also we've got thousands of ships that are just sat idle outside of china um and that's going to have an effect somewhere along the line you know that's going to have an effect and and you know china is a really important region for apple whether it's maybe i don't think it's maybe i think it's maybe too early to say that it would have affected the the growth uh that we probably saw in in q1 i'm not sure if it would have affected that but 
uh, it could curtail growth. So it's something to watch. So those would be sort of some of the areas I'd be looking at um, because it it could really um, sort of dampen sentiment in the short term. So, and then we get through this week and then you've got the, the Federal Reserve on Wednesday uh, just to make our lives even more easy, uh, which will be a tricky one. I was saying on a webinar last night, I'm glad I'm not a central banker um, other than the fact that they probably get paid very, very well. Uh, I feel they've got a, a very, a very tough job right now. Uh, and obviously in their blackout period ahead of that meeting, I'm sure they'll be keeping one eye on markets uh, yesterday. And do things like that influence them? Who knows? Who knows? Will they still be aggressive? Will it be a dovish hike? We'll have to find out. Uh, but Josh, thank you very much as, uh, as usual. My pleasure. Thank you, Sam. And uh, thank you as always, everyone for listening. Take care, guys. Have a good one. You've been listening to Digest and Invest from eToro. For more information, visit eToro.com.